Good luck. So, hello everyone. We are back again with another live conversation on this very last day of the year 2018. Good afternoon. So, I hope you're all doing fine and maybe you find a bit of time to listen to it right now or maybe you're listening to the recording at a later time. At any rate, we thought today to talk a bit about the concept of language that we find in the Hebrew Bible, specifically as it appears before and after Babylon. We talked a bit um, last time about the exiles. Maybe you remember a bit what we said about um, Babylon. If you didn't catch this conversation, it's not that important either. We'll try to cover most of the basics again this time. So, before we start, I just wanted to point out again that the way we approach the Bible here and the stories that appear in the Bible is not necessarily from um, religious so much or um, historical or moralistic standpoint, but more from a mythological perspective, if that makes any sense. And when I say mythological, I mean it in the way Jung spoke about this. To give us a little bit of an idea, put up a quote here. We can keep from a child all knowledge of earlier myths, but we cannot take from him the need for mythology. So, is the question, what is the Bible? Is it, is it just a myth? Is it just a fairy tale? Maybe we cannot answer this question, but there certainly seems to be a kind of a need in the human psyche for these kinds of stories, which in historically were supplied by the Bible or other mythologies, and today perhaps are being fed by things such as Harry Potter and superhero movies, right? I believe so. It might, might be the case, but... Um, Psychologists like Carl Jung and others seem to point out that there is this strange, very strange and, to be fair, totally irrational need uh, within us to connect to this sphere of mythology. And perhaps this is one way to approach the Bible in, in, from this angle. Not so much in a concrete way, is it true, is it not true, is it fake, when did it happen, but more in terms of images and like as if in a dream, to try to see what these images might tell us. Yes. So, having said that, let us perhaps look at Genesis 11, verse 1 which is a very important um, verse because it describes the state of humanity before it broke apart into different languages. Again, mythologically speaking, we don't have to talk here about uh, historical linguistics or any of these fields. Let's try to approach this as if in a dream. Yes. So, Eti, would you like to read for us the Hebrew verse? Yes, this is from Genesis 11, 
ויהי כל הארץ שפה אחת ודברים אחדים. אגן. ויהי כל הארץ שפה אחת ודברים אחדים. Can you please read the English? And the whole earth was one language and one speech. This is yes. one possible translation of this. Um, and we shall hopefully see why translating this verse is not as straightforward as it may seem. So we marked here for you two important parts of this verse, which is Safa Echad and yes. Udvarim Echadim. Achadim. Achadim, okay. sorry. So let's try now very carefully to approach these concepts. What is the difference between Safa and Dvarim? Yes. Let's start with the first, what we've marked here in yellow, Safa Echad. So what does that actually mean? Safa Echad, Safa is a lip. And Safa Echad is one lip. That sounds very strange, right? Um, yes. At first glance, I mean, we have the idea in many Latin languages, for example, of lingua or like in linguistics from mm-hmm. tongue. But I'm not sure that I'm aware right now of any other languages that refer to language just as lip. Right? Yes. We usually talk about mother tongue, we don't say mother lip. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's already unique in that case. Yes. So it says, Safa Echad, and you wrote here that Safa means both lip or language, mm-hmm. and that Echad means one or healing, which we shall um, deal with in a second, right? Yes. Let's first look again at Safa, the actual spelling of the word. We'll yes. try really to, um, to help you to approach the biblical te- text very, very simply and straightforwardly. Because, again, our aim here for these conversations is that you will learn for yourself to approach the text without having anybody interpret for you or tell you what it means. It is really just a gentle invitation, these kind of conversations that we're doing here, to to invite you to say maybe you would like to take a look at the biblical text yourself. And it sounds overwhelming at first to read the Hebrew by yourself, but actually it's not that hard. If you have the Hebrew alphabet, you will very quickly learn to spot certain patterns in this language. So let's look at the word Safa. Yes. So we have three letters here, from right to left. That's shin, shin, pe, and hey. He. Yes. So that's literally lip, lip. one lip, one or lip. also language, right? Yes. So if we, this is the singular, mm-hmm. if we'll take the plural of this word, mm-hmm. it will be sfatayim. Yes, true. So you see... Um, this is a very classical plural ending in Hebrew. We talked about this before, I think, also, right? About the yes. aim endings. Yes, of an aim bicycles. Right. And mishkafaim glasses, the ending of 
ein, which refers to the double aspect exactly. of an object. So, so in this case we have one lip and these are mm -hmm. two lips. So Safar, one lip, and mm -hmm. Sfatayim, these are two lips. Yes. Okay. So this is the aspect of what is translated in English, one language. So you mentioned that Safar means lip, but it also means healing. And perhaps that's a bit more complicated to explain. Yes. So let's first look at this word. Yes. Ihui. Ihui. Yes, healing. Could you help us? When we speak, yes. yes, when because in Hebrew, when we say we have two words that can express unity in a masculine way and in a fem feminine way. When we want to say one in Hebrew masculine form, we say echad with the letter dalet in the end. Mm -hmm. Echad, like D in English. And when we want to say one in Hebrew, feminine, we say achat okay. with the letter taf or t in English. The sound is t, achat. Yes. So just as we had it in this verse, it was actually the female form of one. When it says one yes. language in English, that actually is one female. Yes, safa is female, right? Yes, safa is female. Ending with A is usually female. Safa Echad is one lip, female. Okay, so let's look a bit at this Achat. Mm -hmm. Yes. Sometimes it's like the, this, sometimes like that. The difference now that between masculine and feminine is the hundreds. Because for masculine, the letter Dalet equals four while the letter tough expression of feminine achat t is value of 400 so when we say safa echad meaning one language feminine that can express the full range of whole creation in harmony and unity. Question is why achat feminine and not one masculine? Because the one is always hidden. And once the speech goes out of the mouth, it goes out to the world. It multiplies. This is why Safa, this very interesting Safa language, Echad, it should say Echad, but it says Echad, the full expression of the whole world in a feminine way, but still in harmony form. As they say that the female generally stands for the revealed or what um, can be seen or heard or sensed, right? Yes. That the male always represents an inner aspect mm -hmm. from Zachar, from yes. Zucher, also from to remember, mm -hmm. a kind of an inner um, hidden aspect, whereas mm -hmm. the female always refers to something revealed. Yes. And since the revealed 
expresses itself in many forms. It seems that like reality is split and scattered and wounded. This is why they say they spoke safa echat, meaning though their reality was shattered or uh, perceived by people as split, mm -hmm. the way that they spoke about reality or life was in harmonious, united way. This is really interested, interesting. Um, because we always ask ourselves, right, it was said before the, the separation into the different languages, humanity all understood each other and there were no difficulties. Mm -hmm. In a way, nowadays we, we dream of such a, such a world and say, how can it be that people have no conflicts and they just understand each other? Like, how is that even supposed to work? Right. Mm -hmm. It's, yes. it's again, it's, it's materialistically or like in a revealed sense, it's very hard to, to even imagine such a thing. Um, but you mentioned just something that it has to do with unification. And you put up here a slide for us with, that tries to explain a bit where comes this idea from of, of unification of, of one. Why is it Safa Echad? Why is it one language, but also a healing language? Where does this idea of healing come from? Yes. We have, as we said before, we can count in Hebrew, either in a masculine way or a feminine. When we say one feminine, we say achat, with a tough t. And from this uh, noun, we have the verb to heal, meaning le'achot, to unify. Only the sense of one can unify between the different parts between the wound between if people have like a wound and sometimes they bleed or they have infection so we see all kinds of splinters in the skin we see like shattered mm -hmm. parts of flesh sometimes bones you know sometimes yeah, it's, it's really hard bad, yes. hard severe injuries yes. and the the sense of healing to heal comes from this oneness but feminine it's very important in a feminine because we have parts, parts which is revealed to the eyes. Okay. So you say the, the inner, so to speak, wouldn't need any healing in that sense because the, the split or the wound or the separation is only on the outside. If I yes. get you right. Yes, definitely. Okay. So that's really interesting. When you look at here the different words of Echad, one, Le'achot, to unify, and ichui, healing. I mean, you, you mm -hmm. can literally hear it and you can see how we have the same root over and over again. Mm -hmm. I mean, in English, it's also, right, from unify, it's from uno, mm -hmm. one. So it is, it is basically a similar principle. Yeah, we have in English in a similar but very different but similar like mm -hmm. holistic something ah, that's which aspect holistic yes. whole something which mm -hmm. is whole and from this we have healing and holy also and holy of course of so course. nowadays we think what is holy we don't have much of a connection to it right mm -hmm. but if we look at the root holy is something that is unified mm -hmm. complete unified okay so that is safa echad. Yes. 
So it says that um, humanity had a, this one healing language. Yes. But it says also, Udevarim Achadim. Yes. So you wonder why, why does it say humanity had one language and then also what they translate as one speech, which is a bit of a problematic translation, but um, you wonder yes. why does it say the same thing twice, right? Yes, like but in a multiple way yes. exactly so well, it's like in a poetry like why it's not a po it's not a poem so why there's a repetition yeah yes? one might think maybe they got bored and mm -hmm. they just wanted to say the same thing again for emphasis but in a different way mm -hmm. um, but if we look at the actual letters that make up these words mm -hmm. we hope that it might become a bit clearer mm -hmm. so we looked a bit at Safaihat. now let's mm -hmm. look at the root for davar, which is a very interesting word in Hebrew. Yes, davar, dalet, bet, resh, from right to left, can refer to the following, a thing, a word, an idea, a speech, or a commandment. True, so many different things. Yes, because so. it's a root language from... <laughs> I, I don't want to say what I'm supposed to say later in our conversation, so that I keep myself quiet at the moment. Why does it have so many expressions? Exactly. So we see these three letters in Hebrew, these three consonants, mm -hmm. make up a cluster of words and meanings which at first might seem unrelated even, right? Yeah. You, If you want to, to look at it, you see a thing like... An idea which is in the mind mm -hmm. then comes out in the word or the way we speak and the way we speak is the way we organize our thoughts so ah, okay. it's not I mean to the Western world it sounds a bit awkward or yeah, incomprehensible, yeah. yeah, but because the, the Western world has uh, spe speaks in terms, in very, 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 very uh, specific terms, while I would say ancient languages, I don't know all of them, but let's say Hebrew and Aramid, they speak uh, more in, not in terms, but in Images. Those ancient languages, they speak in images. And if you can relate to the images, to the mythology in the word itself as a symbol, you can perceive the whole idea. Just to give us an example, what is the difference between ancient and later development in time? A person who would now sit in London and look at the, at the watch, he says, okay, today is Monday. Let's say 15, 45, and 26 seconds. Person who sits and speaks Hebrew, ancient one, he would say, Today is the second day in which the water above separated from the water below by the firm, by the heavens, firm, permanent. Or 
this is this is how people this sounds very confusing <laughs> excuse no, me I, I can I <laughs> if can somebody would say something like this to me uh, what day is it today and they would say something like this I would my eyes would pop out I would go what what or it's <laughs> it's a Wednesday in London 12.45 and two seconds and here it is the fourth day in which the sun the moon and the stars were created mm-hmm. and and more of this it even the bible speaks like this it it doesn't say it's the year 225 bc or ad it says the bible in the year which noah was mm-hmm. 600 years ago this and this and this and this happened so it always give you a circular picture it's not punctuated right but more image so it's based. like a dream language you it's say. like a dream language this is why the life in the middle east are so different from the west very different well, and a lot of problems also perhaps a lot of, because yes, there reasons. is no distinguish between dream and reality <laughs> a dream can be a nightmare also quite quickly, <laughs> yes as also we, as we very see. very fast <laughs> okay to to give some more concrete examples when we look at davar mm-hmm. what other words are related to this I yes. find it's quite interesting. We see here, we have the word ledaber, yes. which is to speak. Mm-hmm. And also what is known in English as the Ten Commandments, they come from the same root in Hebrew, is mm-hmm. Aseret HaDibrot. Mm-hmm. So they, again, you hear it and you see it, this connection of Dalet, Bet, Bet. and mm-hmm. Resh. And also, interestingly, there's another word, Midbar, mm-hmm. Desert, which also has this root. Yeah. So one might ask, what does speaking or commandments or you mentioned before a thing, what does that have to do now with the desert? Again, we are here dealing with with ideas or concepts as if, as mm-hmm. if in a dream. And yes. it's quite interesting if you want to look at it like this, that many times the desert is actually the place where characters in the Bible, they go to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Isolated in isolation situation. Right. Is it mm-hmm. Where something speaks to them, so to mm-hmm. speak. Yes. Nowadays, we again, we look at this often in a, in a um, materialistic way and say, why would they want to go to the desert? Um, there's no electricity there or no running mm-hmm. water or something like this. But we see here the desert by itself is the place where this kind of special speaking takes place. Mm-hmm. in this dream world, so to speak. Yes, but it's very interesting to look at it, as you said, because if we look carefully in the, the root, Dalet Bet Resh, Davar, Dalet equals four, which is a dual number, Bet equals two, a dual number, and Resh equals 200, which is again dual number. Mm-hmm. All the speech, Le Daber, is, has... A duality component. What does that mean? Meaning, let's let's make. I give you an exercise picture that we could exercise and explain this. What is the double meaning of speech or duality? Let's say we are all of us actors in class, a drama class, and each one of us of the student get a script. Right. And somebody gets as a. Um, the duty of a father in the family, another has the mother, and the third and the fourth, they have to play the children's role. And you have to read a line that the father says such and such, and you read it. Mm-hmm. And the teacher says, 
but you have to sound more authoritarian. Mm-hmm. So it, the words is on the paper, but how to say them, it changed their meaning. So, plus, when, let's say, 10 people listen to one speech, each one can receive it differently, though it's the same text. It's accepted differently. 1,000 people see one picture, each one gets it differently a bit. So, it varies. It's not one. So you're saying as soon as we're dealing with expression of, of any kind, uh, speaking in, in the most broadest sense, even in, mm-hmm. in images or something, we're already dealing with dualistic terms. Yes. Because there's somebody who speaks and another person who listens, yes. for example, right? Yes, they're, they're receptor. Mm-hmm. So it's like a mirror because mm-hmm. the, speak, uh, the speaker is the figure in a way. And the receptor is the mirror, which the speaker, his words are accepted. So you have an image okay. of, of the speech. But this is It's mostly a- what we are accustomed to, right? We say something, but what the other person hears is sometimes something very different. Hears or process. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, sometimes people process it in their mind. Sometimes others, they process in their feelings. It's, it's very complex systems. There's a lot of misunderstandings in, in speaking yes. as we know it, right? Yes. But what the Bible seems to refer here is a different kind of speech. And mm-hmm. we put up a little diagram here. Mm-hmm. What is this one speech? Udvarim. Mm-hmm. Because as we said before, the word davar, a thing, an idea, command, is expression of duality. Even the word midbar, desert, also mem is 40, so it's another dimension of duality. All even numbers, yeah. All even numbers mm-hmm. yes. And though this word refers to even numbers or duality or the possibility to get a speech in a different way, They spoke it in a way, Udvarim Achadim. They managed to bring the whole range of duality into one source. All the doubleness became one. Mm-hmm. So, in a way, this is also interesting in terms of traffic. One lip, one language that goes out from the person's mouth outside of the world, Udvarim Achadim, Advarim, those spoken words which go outside of the mouth, they return as Achadim, they return to the listener as unified. So this was the, the situation that we had before the uh, building of the Tower of Babylon and yes. the breaking. Yes. So it's a very different very difficult concept also I think for us to um, to understand or wrap our heads around um, so we try to get a bit into the words which are being used here if mm-hmm. you have any questions while listening to this you're more than welcome to ask and we'll try our best to answer your questions or even if you're listening to the recording later just p- please feel free to leave a comment and we'll get to that mm-hmm. okay so This was the situation before. Before. 
Question is, if this was the situation before, what happened afterwards? So, for this, let us look at Genesis 11, verse 7. Yes. This, this verse comes after the, the people of the place, they want to build a tower and to have a reputation. And what happens in heavens is the following. There is a like cons a consulate in heaven and they see what the people want to and this is their reaction. The English please. Come, let us go down and there confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. Mm -hmm. So here, by the way, um, please note that what they translate here in English as speech, actually here is Safa again. Yes. Right. So we see translating Hebrew into English is, is very tricky because in Hebrew we have all of these different um, meanings and clusters around the root, which then in English get flattened, so to speak. I'm not saying it's bad. When you translate, you have to pick one of mm -hmm. these meanings, but that means in a way we always give up a certain amount of meaning once we translate into English. Yes. So perhaps one thing is interesting to look at here is this, um, what they translate here as confound. Yes. What, what is this, this word even? I mean, Safar, um, we've already talked about. Here it appears as a, as a genitive, Sfatam. Mm -hmm. The first mm -hmm. word, you see this with the... Their language, mem, yes. Their language. Mm -hmm. And uh, sfat, mm -hmm. the second one is also... Genitive, genitive, genitive masculine singular. Right, but it's basically, we've already talked about this, this is this safa, this word, mm -hmm. which means lip or mm -hmm. language, right? So, but what about this confusion that uh, starts mm -hmm. to take place here? Mm -hmm. What is this word made of? It is interesting because the colored word in orange is venavla. This is a verb that refers to four letters. I mean, can you show? Sure. Yes. You see on the left side, it's, it's seen or not yet, because sure. I want to speak when, when it's seen to the listeners as well. Sure. You see on the left side of the slide, the, the verb navla, meaning to mix. We have here four letters. I read the left uh, verb. Nun, bet, lamed, hey. Navla is on novel, on aval, is a verb that express what happens to the flower after he past the time of blooming it withers away it withers it's fall his head is falling and the petals are throwing on the ground and his leaf is all one scatteredness why used to be once a beautiful flower with his petals rising to the heaven with the dew waters and the green leaves coming upstairs and look at the heaven and try to to take the sunlight and to to give it the most powerful ability to stand up Suddenly, after a while, all this power of growing up towards the one 
as how do you say depart departured and we see like what used to be a flower this is how the verb naval or but this is a future form of the bible to say navla let's let's open this one let's mix it mm-hmm. what is interesting that if we look at the right on the right side of the slide we see the noun levena which is brick the idea of the the people in babylon was to build a tower from bricks bricks is what people made they take a clay they put it on the in the oven and they make like bricks with 90 degrees is something that human makes mm-hmm. not like to, a stone not like a stone which nature like god uh, has made and the the people of babylon were thinking that this is how it described in a bible they think the people of, of babylon that the bricks that they create in their own hands is to b- replace the stones that god or the origin left for us so they, there is a confusion they think already in creating bricks that they are god mm-hmm. because what is even or oven we spoke about this last uh, conversation oven av father and ben but not in a biological but the heavenly father and his son human so the relation between a heavenly father and a human son comes to appear in the image of a stone which then is being used to build things yes because we use the relation to the higher to the heavenly father and we use this relation between him and us and we anchor it in the building this is why in europe still you see houses which is made out of stones or here in israel you see archaeological people still used to build from stones and have each stone has a different shape and a different it comes from different uh, mountain or a different area so and what people do when they make bricks like when human interfere in a way with technology inside of the process they make unified bricks each one is the same but is that bad i mean it's not bad it's not like bad because not build from bricks No, but we should not forget, we should, no, it's not bad, but we should remember, we should remember the origin. It's not bad to build, but what is in our mind when we build? Do I build to make myself, oh, like King Kong, oh, building houses, (laughs) or like a chimpanzee or so, or... We build a house because there's higher intention in this world. This world world was created for us to live in in a good life, and this is why I build because I want to relate to intention, the the inner intent to be good and benefit. This is why I build with the intention. The intention is good. Mm-hmm. You, you we can build, and so we build from bricks and glass and aluminium now, and I have all kinds of concepts. Of, but don't for, not not to forget. 
But again, also this is this is not um, an architectural manual. You know, no, right, no, about. no, no. Of course not. And this is always what, what we're trying to show you also here is when you when you look at the letters themselves, you see how Babylon, this place, Babel, where all of this mm -hmm. takes place, it literally contains the letters are the building blocks. The three yes. letters tell the whole story. Yes. The word Babel already contains the the root for the brick and then the building and it is mm -hmm. and then the um, confusion that follows afterwards yes another aspect of the brick levinar is like a sun or understanding and when people build castles in the sky meaning yeah, in their minds yeah. Yes, from their understanding how they think the world should work or it's working, sometimes they end up in catastrophe. When people build to themselves things that they cannot communicate anymore to the world. That's what it, I wanted to ask you. What, what every, does it everything mean? Shatter, shatters. Exactly. The yes. psychological tower of Babylon that each uh, one of us is building every single day. Mm -hmm. what, what is that even? Why are we doing this? Um, this is a grained in human, in humanity. This uh, disability. Castles in the sky. Is, is burned in us. Yes. We want to, to have a reputation. We, this is, yeah. Doesn't it say also um, in the Bible that uh, the, the humans, when they're building this extravagant tower, that we shall make ourselves a name? Right. For us, it will be the name and not the name for itself is we shall have the name. We will build ourselves. We will be yeah. the masters of our own destiny, so to speak. Yes, right? yes. Which again, there's nothing wrong with taking your life into your own hands and uh, making plans and having goals. It's all great. It's, uh, it's good to encourage a person, right? On the other hand, though, there is always a danger that we tend to forget where we are coming from and that perhaps we may think that we are never ending and all powerful But then once certain things happen, it starts to become very clear to us where we are and what our real size in all of this big universe is, which is often yeah. very small. <laughs> yes. So this is perhaps also um, a moment where all of us experience many times confusion in our lives. And it's perhaps like always a point where we can ask ourselves, What is this confusion that I experience? Meaning, what bricks did I use to build what kinds of imaginary castles and why did they fall? It's very interesting because the Levena, the brick here, we, we colored the word, the, na, the down Levena, Lamed Bed, Lev, Lamed Bed are colored in red. When we, when we build with the heart inside, and the heart is the connection, the heart is an inner organ, 
when we build with the intention of the heart, it will stay. But as you mentioned before the, in the last conversation about the lore, that if people fell from the building, can you repeat this lore? Right, they were more upset when a brick, when a brick fell down than mm -hmm. when a human being fell down. Fell down and died. Exactly. Yes, so the in tower this was case... was quite high. <laughs> yes, so in this case, Levena, the brick, they did not build anymore with a brick, with a Levena, because the heart could not stop and feel sorrow or pain because one of the fellows just jumped into his desk. They were more concerned about how to uplift more bricks because there's now no delivery person to deliver stone. So mm -hmm. we should build, we should be built, if already with bricks, levenim, when, when the heart is inside. And if the heart is not inside, what happens is navla, everything is falling and scattered into pieces once the heart is not inside. It's true. Also, Levena comes from the color Lavan, white. When people think, not just white, but also understanding Lehavin, and when people think they understand everything better and in absolute way and, and they continue to, to build on their understanding and they perceive themselves as white, mm -hmm. meaning noble. And in English it's interesting the the word noble and in, in Hebrew it's naval. The everything is just disappears. You think that you're superior, you're noble, you're white you're a good thinker, you live in noble no, noble worlds, yes, castles in the sky. And no, with your nobility, uh, did you think about yourself that you're white and marvelous and nobody is like you? All this uh, perception is scattered all over the place. So at some point it's just a matter of time until uh, we experience a certain kind of a confusion in our life, right? Yes which is always a, an invitation to, to maybe take stock and, and take a look um, what kind of building materials did we use and yes. what were we actually building here and perhaps yes. uh, it's time to tear it down and build something else. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, these things, they're all a bit complex and mm -hmm. my hope is that still if you are listen to, listening to this, that you, you get a few of these, these core concepts, you manage to connect to some of these words and their, their roots and their root meaning. Because these words, they literally tell stories in Hebrew, even beyond the actual story as a whole, as you can read it on Wikipedia or so, each word in Hebrew tells a story. So, and Please let us know if you have any questions, if you think it's too difficult, if you would like to cover some more basics perhaps. Um, please let us know and we'll be more than happy to, um, to go a bit more into detail in some aspects and to maybe go back um, and dig a bit deeper into some of the concepts we already discussed. Uh, just let us know and we'll be more than happy to answer any of your questions.
Of course, you can also check out our blog at hebrew.learnoutlife.com where we already been posting a lot of different articles, videos uh, and podcasts about these topics. So perhaps you will find some interesting things there as well. In that sense, today is the last day of 2018. Yeah. And I want to wish everybody a very happy new 2019 with a lot of new buildings a lot of good projects where the heart is fully in it thank you thank you very much so happy new year and yeah. see you soon see you soon thank you